Oh, it's a Muppet. I mean, that is, it's called the Tutter family, but it's all those mice looking things are from the Muppets. I didn't watch the Muppets. I think you had to have cable to watch the Muppets. (laughs) If it didn't come on PBS Kids, I didn't see it. When she Muppet list. (laughs) When the Muppet hits. (laughs) Oh my gosh, when the Muppet hits and it's just that picture with the, the drink. Yes. Perfect. Hi, I'm Emily. And I'm Peyton. And this week, Hank's books are coming to life in our listeners' backyards in Utah. Welcome to Retweet This. I hope, well, I guess Carl will stay dry because there's no rain in Utah. <laughs> it's also in a desert. See, that's our. That's my point. There's a desert where this giant Carl Jewel appeared and it doesn't rain in Utah because desert right carl got that dap (laughs) 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 okay anyway first tweet starting strong emily is back on her stupid um the u.s looks like an animal thing okay no this person at tan something on tiktok posted tanner posted a tiktok that said North America and South America are a duck. And when you turn North America and South America on its side, it looks like a duck. And so I will say I still see dog over whale when we're looking at just the United States. But when you put the two continents together, it is absolutely a duck. On the 23rd, Hank tweeted some controversial yet brave statements of smileys. And he went through the lawful good all the way to chaotic evil, what each smiley means. And some of them I don't agree with. Okay, it all started because he said that the lawful evil smiley like made him uncomfortable because it's backwards or whatever. But in like 2011, 10, that era, I exclusively used the lawful evil, the backwards smiley, because I was not like other girls. And so I wouldn't do it the forwards way. Oh, yeah, of course. Me too. See, I, I knew I couldn't be alone. Well, and it felt like like when you would put a period at the end of a sentence. Mm-hmm. It was best to have the parenthesis first so that it didn't look like I, then two eyes, then mouth. Oh, I didn't even use it with like other punctuation. I don't even know why I used it. I was just, that was how I did my little smileys. Yeah, I, don't, I think he's wrong. And I would say that lawful good with the nose dash, absolutely not. That is chaotic and I'm already uncomfortable. I do not, the nose dash makes me very unsettled. And you want to know something really upsetting is that Hank uses that when he texts. Oh, I'm sure. I believe that. (sighs) I can respect. I can respect the lawful neutral, the lawful evil. Neutral good gives me some really flashbacks to like 2009 Amazing Phil tweets. Neutral evil, I kind of like. Um, Chaotic evil looks like a dick. Yeah, I think... I really like lawful neutral, true neutral, lawful evil. And you know what? Neutral evil is giving me some okay vibes. I've decided so, that I am now neutral evil. Yeah, that's like, that's our last brain cell. <laughs> yes. It looks that's like it. All, that's just what my brain looks like trying to get through this podcast right now. It's just, mm. that's the sound that makes us. Mm. Yeah, that's right. That seems right. 
Oh, on the 23rd, you got an exciting notice. Okay, best moment of my life is that Stakem replied to me. Uh, they tweeted basically a, a long a pla- a platform, a, a, per- a paragraph. Jeez Louise. <laughs> <laughs> they tweeted a paragraph, and I said, everyone shut up. The beef sheet is making points again. And they replied to me and said, I've spoken, which was pretty cool. Look at you. I really wanted to reply and be like, if you have any extra sweatshirts, send one to me. But <laughs> because I knew they'd probably reply and be like, no, heart, which I think is funny. So I, you know, I would. You never know. I would have been like, who are you? Oh, Hank just tweeted. Why is Kim trending? Things my, set, my son said unprompted during live tweet reaction. Hold on. All right, here we go. Getting there. Hank tweeted 16 seconds ago and said, things my son said unprompted during his bedtime include, the ocean is magic, the spine is a big bone that has your spine in it, facts, the virus will end at Christmas, okay, (laughs) I don't have to go to school tomorrow, and cartilage is a little sticky. None of these things are true. Um, The ocean is absolutely magic. Yeah, I'm going to... (laughs) <laughs> the ocean is magic shut up but i feel like people <laughs> will think that i'm uh being mean for real i responded and said excuse me one is absolutely true i'm gonna say number two is iffy i have scoliosis <laughs> <laughs> emily take it away with your old medication <laughs> Okay, so I, this week, was digging through a box of first aid stuff in my parents' bathroom closet because I got stung by something on the back of my leg. Long story. Anywho, um, I said, just curious if anyone else's parents keep medicine like years past the expiration date because I just found zinc oxide from the year I was born in my parents' medicine cabinet. And it's like, you can talk about the packaging, it's old, but the expiration date is 1996, which is when we were both born. Um, and yeah. then I immediately responded to that. I said, honorable mention to this coffee from 2002 that I found earlier this year. Maybe the zinc oxide paste is you and they implanted your brain into the body that you're in, but they gave birth to the zinc oxide. Well, I threw that away. So yeah, you know, that adds up. <laughs> <laughs> what is zinc oxide paste used for? Do you know? I think it's kind of like a sunscreen. Oh, I don't really know. I, all it's, I something know like that, real, it's something that treats something really gross and we're just, just like exposing your parents <laughs> what is zinc oxide zinc oxide used to prevent diaper rash and other minor skin irritations like burns cuts and scrapes it was your that's your butt cream from when you were a baby <laughs> oh i throw away baby's first butt cream <laughs> and it's not baby's last butt cream Excuse you. What I think is really odd, though, is that that zinc oxide from 1996, as well as the coffee from 2002 and any other extremely old medicines that my parents have, they moved with them. Like, they lived in an entirely different house in those years than they do now. We moved, like, nine years ago. And so they just brought that stuff with them through a move. The dedication. Like, what? (laughs) We're going to look at that on the bright side and say that they're very committed to the things that they own. And they take, they have pride in ownership, Emily. People already don't have that. Uh, sure. My dad is cheap. <laughs> Except okay. for when he um, has a midlife crisis and buys a sailboat. Yeah, let's not get into that. <laughs> on the 24th, I 
tweeted because it was a Tuesday and I listened to Dear Hank and John finally, like a day and a half after it came out. I and was late this week too. They they answered my question and they they read my question, which was about screen time, which obviously mine is astronomical. Same. And so I was like, you know, how do I get my screen time down? I had a little silly sign off. And Hank, I think, assumed it was me if he didn't already know. And then John was like, this is a good question or something like that. And Hank said, uh-huh. In that exact <laughs> tone. <laughs> That's everything. Hank, sorry. He really can't get rid of me. I don't even know if he's the one that picks these. I don't know if he picked it and was like, oh, yeah, I'll put Peyton's in. Or if he was like, why is her question here? I cannot escape it. Like, I think Rosiana goes through a lot of them and like chooses good ones. And then they like pick from what she comes up with. Okay, cool. Thanks, sis. <laughs> Okay, speaking of screen time, today's Sunday, so you got your screen time report. What's yeah, it your was screen time? It was 10 hours and 36 minutes. I'm 10 hours and 19 minutes. I beat you. Um, but you also have to think that several hours a day is for work. Um, okay. I don't I, this was a vacation week, so work doesn't count. No, but I didn't I don't have that. <laughs> well, sucks to suck. What's terrible is that I spent 27 hours last week on Twitter. Oh, let me see what mine mine is and twenty two be majority TikTok. And twenty-two hours on TikTok. I spent two and a half hours on Twitch. I watched a lot of content on Twitch. Screen time. And two hours on YouTube. How do I see last week's? Um, you go to like your week and then you have to kinda like scroll for a second and then like you can toggle to the last week. Perfect. Okay, ten hours and thirty nine minutes. Uh TikTok twenty three hours and fifty nine minutes. Twitter, 15 hours. Safari, 10 hours. And then the rest are just a little bit of hours on a lot of stuff. To be fair to myself, I did spend like four or five hours on Tuesday on my phone because I was waiting in my car at urgent care. So I'm going to say that those hours are fair use. Yeah. On the 25th, I have your Twitter notifications on. Um, but on the 25th, immediately back to back, I got two Twitter notifications from you. And the first says, uh Oh, I thought about the passage of time again. Please do not contact me in the next 24 to 48 hours. I will be in my crisis. Thanks for understand. And then you tweeted a cat that was sad with a cross on its head. And then you immediately deleted that one, fixed your typo and said, thanks for understanding and tweeted Phil Lester giving himself a buzz haircut. So <laughs> I said, is she Okay. The mood switched in that one minute yep. from croc on head, sad cat, to I'm cutting my own hair. <laughs> the progression. On the 25th, <laughs> Emily sent this one to me. Um, someone with the name Saddington 2 <laughs> tweeted, and it's a picture of one of the Muppet mice or rats. I guess it's a rat. Um with sunglasses on and a drink and then the picture next to it is the same creature but like laying down dead it looks like that it says the rewards of being loved versus the mortifying ordeal of being known mm-hmm. <laughs> it's very accurate it really is it's literally us making this podcast like we're tr- like sharing our personalities with people and like talking about how our weeks went but when people like act like they know us we're like oh no no. no, I don't, I don't know. No, yep. I'm the same vein, the same day I tweeted, yes, I hate physical touch. Yes, I want to be held. Yes, we exist. <laughs> so same energy. Yeah, it is. It's alarmingly the same. You are that rat slash mouse. Rat mouse, mouse rat. rat. Do you watch, do you watch Parks and Rec? 
Uh, no, I need to. I've oh. watched like the first season, I think, but it's been a long time. Okay. Well, my people that do mouse rat, mouse rat, uh, reference. Anyway. Also on the 25th, I was listening to Grace and Mamrie's podcast and Mamrie was talking about how she went to a church lock-in one time and in order to be able to swim, like they were only letting kids who were saved swim because it was like a liability thing. If any kids drowned, they didn't want them like going to hell on their watch or something. So it just reminded me of all the weird growing up in a church situations that I'd had. And so I tweeted, I said, I have a lot of weird memories related to growing up in Southern religion, but one that I repressed until just now was meeting a pastor for biblical counseling in the basement of a seafood restaurant. And Carl responded to me and said, this sounds like it could go very wrong very quickly. And I said, this was immediately prior to getting baptized by the same pastor in the swimming pool of a YMCA. And Sophia said, I would ask if you're okay, but I already know that you're not. (laughs) That's hilarious. That sounds, I mean, the way we've had so many similar experiences, I got baptized in a lake by our house, um, and it was a day, like, we had, like, a lake service, so we'd have, like, a church service at the water, mm-hmm. but, like, the whole day before, we'd, like, have our jet skis and boats out there, like, like, we were at the lake the whole day, and then at the end of the day, we'd, like, baptize people. It sounds like church <laughs> <And> camp. <laughs> yeah. So, that's interesting, but, yeah. Um, as far as getting counseling in a restaurant, we didn't get counseled, but across the street from our apartment in Washington was a Mexican restaurant. Mm-hmm. And our preacher wanted, like, we told him, like, hey, we're moving soon, like, in six months or whatever. Like, we got notified by Brent's job. And he was like, oh, no, I thought we thought you were staying. We were like, why'd you think that? Like, he's in the military. What do you expect? And they were like, well, we, we really want you to, like, work for the church full time. Like, this crazy stuff we had never talked about or agreed to. And then he was like, well, I just think you're not listening to God by moving away. Because God <laughs> told me that you were staying. And I that's said. That's like whenever, I don't know if this triggers any trauma, but that's like whenever youth group boys are like, God told me to date you. Yes. Okay. It was same energy, except for I, we were in the middle of a Mexican restaurant and I started anger crying and I said, God didn't tell me that. And we're moving. And then we left, (laughs) you know, different context. Um, I was seven. Um, I, my mom was, they were do so, okay. Where do I start? The church we were meeting at, at the time, the church we went to at the time did not have a building. And so we met in a high school. Um, and like we had Sunday school in like high school classrooms and then the services were in like the high school auditorium, like the, um, like where they would do plays and stuff. So they did not have a church office, but the family, like the pastor's family ran a seafood restaurant kind of near the high school. And so the church offices were in the basement of the seafood restaurant. And every time we had like a potluck or anything, it was also at the seafood restaurant. Um, so anyway, before we got baptized, we had to go meet for like biblical counseling a couple of times in the basement of a seafood restaurant. And I remember being seven and like, my mom couldn't go back with me. And I had to like basically regurgitate all these facts to this pastor about what baptism was. I was seven. I didn't really know, but okay. Um, and then because we met in a high school, there wasn't a baptism pool, but the high school didn't have a swimming pool either because I, the County I live in, like, that's not a thing. So baptism would take place like once every few months. They would do like a big baptism ceremony at the YMCA. And I wore a swimsuit with a giant t-shirt over it. And I had to doggy paddle out to the pastor because I was seven and I couldn't touch the bottom of the pool. And I had to doggy paddle over to him where he had this little platform. Wow. The YMCA pool. Like people are always joking like, yeah, my friends, like, did you play baptism in the pool when you were a kid? Yeah. So we always did that. And people would be like, yeah, I got baptized in a swimming pool. And I was like, no, like I literally got baptized in a swimming pool. 
and my friends are like, no, you weren't. That's not a thing. And I'm like, no, no, I did. There's pictures of it. Yeah. Wow. Uh, yeah. I got baptized in the lake, but most people like we had like a baptistry in our church. Yeah. We, the church that we ended up going to after that had like a baptistry, like a little baptism pool, um, like in the sanctuary. But when I was in college, the college ministry I was in for a little bit, they just met in like an old house that had been renovated and like all the no- walls had been knocked out. So there's like a big meeting space. Um, and they used to baptize people in a cow trough. Yeah. There was a place like that in my town. Whenever you got baptized at the pool, did they play the YMCA song over the speakers, <laughs> but remixed it up to be about God? They'd be like, L-O-V-E, you're covered up in God's L-O-V-E. Yeah. yeah that's no, they did it some but market i'm gonna go back that. in time and do it <laughs> <laughs> you're seven years old like doing the motions to it as you're swimming out to be... i literally the, i expected it to be like a three-foot pool because that was what the shallow winds of pools were but it was like a swimming pool so it started at four feet and i was like barely over four feet tall because i was a small kid and i'm like dogging <laughs> this pastor in a swimsuit and one of my mom's t-shirts my grandparents were in town to like watch that's funny (laughs) oh man on the 26th which was thanksgiving i tweeted i said rumor has it that someday people will be able to wear ripped jeans to a family function without a relative making remarks about them today was not that day i it was funny i told my mom because we did a really small thanksgiving it was just me my parents my sister and her husband and her kids who like were with all the time anyway so it wasn't breaking outside of any like normal quarantine and I was wearing ripped jeans and I told my mom, I said, wow, I, this feels illegal. I'm wearing ripped jeans on Thanksgiving and like, no one's even said anything. And then we went to go take a, like a family picture. And my dad was like, wow, Emily, maybe next year you'll get some real pants that don't have holes in them. And I was like, never mind. <laughs> and then later that day I was scrolling. I was actually on my personal account when I saw this or my other account. I have too many Twitter accounts. Um, but I got across my timeline. It said Hank Green liked, and it's a tweet from Ninja Sex Party. And it says porn star name Mumford and Cums. And so I took a screenshot of it and I tweeted it and I said, I thought there was a rumor that Twitter was getting rid of the thing that put other people's likes on your timeline because I would have never seen this. I would have never had to read this. And I think I hate it a lot. And I responded and said, oof, that's rough. (laughs) Oh yeah. That's embarrassing. He needs to be careful what he's liking because we do see it. We do. On the 27th, I retweeted this and it's one of those animated texts. Mm-hmm. It just says, after all, why not? Why shouldn't I post cringe? My whole Twitter existence is cringe. I've been feeling really, um, I've been embracing the cringe with my back to my Dan Howell profile picture. <laughs> the clownery is at its highest levels right now. Is the clownery high or is the stress high and this is how you're coping? Oh, it's the same thing. Okay. <laughs> because I feel that I don't think I included it but I tweeted the other night I was like I'm bored I feel like causing chaos because I'm spiraling but yeah sometimes that's what you have to do it really is on the 27th Emily found this one (laughs) but we have a little a little segment of three memes that are the same format so why don't you kick us off there's three in here yes oh god there are so it's the Sue Sylvester meme um, and I think the original meme was, I'm going to create an environment that is so toxic. Um, but this one is Sue Sylvester with a chef's hat and a mustache cropped onto her face. And it said, I'm going to create a meatball that is so a spicy. <laughs> and the caption is just, why did I make this? 
yeah that one's good. <laughs> that one's good i love a poorly edited meme same and then the next one i don't know if i sent this to you or not but i saw it and then you retweeted it so we both saw it at some point but it's um it says no one god making me i'm going to create a mind that is so anxious yeah that one really resonates <laughs> favorite it's it's the same meme but it says when you're a cow and all the letters are blacked out except for i go moo the same energy as the gossip girl that's like go piss girl yeah (laughs) go piss girl (laughs) this meme is just the gossip girl all over again but it's, it's the same thing but it's different i know i made one about hank that was that and i couldn't tell you what it is i'll have to find it and put it in the show notes next week Oh God. <laughs> Let's bring back the gossip girl meme. Why not? Yeah. Let's do at the end of the year. Let's do a meme review from 2020. Oh my gosh. Dan Hal who we got, we we're can... taking his job too. He won't do it. He gave, he's throwing the job to us. He's like, please somebody take it. And we're like, okay, we're great at taking over projects that somebody else used to do and get attention for and stealing their attention. <laughs> Literally our whole brand. Yes. <laughs> he tweeted on the 27th and he said, why is my Twitter like this? And it's a screenshot of him tweeting um, and basically honk and quack having a conversation under it. And <laughs> it's just good. We love the waterfowl Twitter. Waterfowl Twitter, Twitter writes. Although now it's like outside of waterfowl. There's like a turkey. There's uh, a swan. A swan. Well, a swan's still waterfowl. A turkey's oh, not. True. I think there's a raven. Yeah, there's a whole flock. There's a whole flock of nerd. We love a mix match. Imagine seeing them on the side of the road. There's a group, a a whole gaggle of a bunch of different kinds of birds. And they're just squawking at each other. They're just having a day. (laughs) They're just on their phones. (laughs) They're just like, you know how chickens like peck at the ground. Mm -hmm. They're just doing that to their phone screens. They're just going, yeah, I love that. Hank tweeted on the 27th again and said, here's our Black Friday present. The McElroys are as lovely in real life as you would expect them to be. And cursed content ensued because I said, I feel like this was for me. Thank you, sparkle emoji. And he said, oh, hello, old avatar. Because I switched back to the Dan picture. (laughs) And I said, I don't know what you're talking about. And he said, I used to think that was a picture of you. (laughs) (laughs) I said, oh, how disappointing that it isn't. He is beautiful. It's funny how when he said, oh, hello, old avatar, I responded to that and said, she's going through it. And like, he didn't acknowledge it or anything then, but a whole day later, he went back and like that. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, you don't have to acknowledge my breakdown. Thank you. Uh, I just got the Twitter notification. I was like, oh, hello. <laughs> he was like agreeing with you after he thought I wouldn't notice. He was like, yes, yeah, she was. <laughs> Please check on her. <laughs> Honestly. Um, <laughs> I saw a TikTok comment on the 27th and I screenshotted it and tweeted it. And it just, just says, the Catherine is so cute and pretty. She is the best green brother heart. She is. And yes, the Catherine is so cute and pretty. And yes, she is the best green brother. It's an insult to put her in the same category as the other green brothers, honestly. The other green brothers as the green brothers. <laughs> There's, okay. I'm waiting. I just had a concept. So you know Scream Queens? Yeah. The show? Yeah. Well, actually, we need, okay, we're going to do a spinoff of that, but it's just Catherine. And she's the lead and it's just called Green Queen. And it's just about her life and she's the only character. We could have green queens because Sarah can be included too. <gasps> okay, and um, Hank and John's mom, she can be in it. Sure, I don't uh, know much about else? her, but I'm sure she's a queen. A cameo? Yes, cameo is a queen. So yeah, okay, it can be about them. Oh, Let's- what's her name? Alice, she's still a queen. Green queens, I love it. Okay, so for Thanksgiving, the biggest church in my town 
had a little project where different um, church members had, they, there was one sign that said, we thank God for dot, dot, dot. And then it wrapped around the whole block that the building was on. And it was these plain white signs. And they just had different things listed that people are grateful for. So one of them was like sanitation workers. One of them was like first responders. Someone, uh, several said family, friends, someone said farmers. Um, I think I took a picture of a couple of them. I'm going to see if I can find some actual examples. Someone said adoption. Someone said Jesus. Someone said a God-inspired constitutional republic, which felt awfully Trumpy. Um, <laughs> but the best one by far was this one that's obviously written by a child, and it just says horse. But the hand, I can't even read. It says horse. Like, I can't, I can't explain this handwriting, but it's not horses. It's not my horse. It's not my dad's horse. It's just horse. <laughs> it's just black writing on a white poster board in all caps. <laughs> It's beautiful. It is genius. It is a work of art. Yeah, I love that. So anyway, I just we do did. thank God for horse. We do thank God for horse. I love that energy. <laughs> Keep it going. I tweeted on the twenty eighth, and I said, "Please answer." And if it's mean, I'm blocking you. And it's a picture, and it says, "If I announced I was giving a TED talk, what subject would you automatically assume I was giving it on?" I like that. Um, Lee said some the- of my answers. I like that. Lee said the pizza mukbang video. That's accurate. Um, Gabriel said getting a job by being weird on the internet. True. Sarah said podcasting. Emma said Hank simping. <laughs> Lil said how to leverage Twitter to become friends with Hank Green. And Trumpet Green said the art of being just annoying enough to get attention without being too annoying. That's it. That's the accurate one. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> I said that you would give a TED talk on how to pack as a minimalist, how to travel as a minimalist, because you have this ability to pack for like a full week vacation in a backpack and I don't understand it. Yes, I have a lot of um, skills. Yeah, I think that's the kind of answer that someone would give that doesn't know me from just Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> because obviously people that know me from Twitter, I'm like known for annoying Hank into a job. Mm-hmm. But my real life skills are like baking, having cute dogs, and packing like a minimalist for trips. Yes. What would my talent? I think mine would be on how to write a long paper in one day. Like, Oh, yeah how to write a 15 page essay in eight hours yours would be like utilizing stress and anxiety to turning that into productive schoolwork so like Pretty you much. push yourself to the last minute but it's like it's like a, a strategy like once you get stressed enough you have to do it that's basically it the other thing is too that I'm like very much perfectionist so if I don't feel like if I if I don't feel like I can do it right, I won't start it until I feel like I can do it right, but then it'll be too late. And I'm like, well, I have to start it now either way. So I'll be like stressed at the last minute. Um, but if it wasn't that, it would be Georgia politics. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could give a TED talk on like the um, Brian Kemp election. Oh God. The Georgia 2018 midterms. Yes. Mm. Did you see where Trump said today that he was ashamed to have ever endorsed Kemp? No. <laughs> I hate the reasons why he is suddenly turning on Kemp, but I also kind of love that he's turning oh, on Kemp. Oh, de- Kemp deserves it. I mean... Kemp, Kemp deserves... Absolutely, Kemp deserves it, but I'm scared of whatever's gonna follow Kemp. Yeah, hopefully um, someone completely opposite of him. Hopefully Miss Stacey Abrams again. Yes. Uh, 23 hours ago, so yesterday, Hank tweeted and said, cool, 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 cool. And it's the New York Times. He retweeted it and said, it's the mysterious metal monolith that was found last week in Utah. The Utah desert has vanished. Catching anyone up to speed that missed it. 
there was a random hunk of metal that they thought was some sort of art installment or something that just appeared in the middle of the desert in Utah. No one knew where it came from. No one could explain it. No one knew exactly, like it was metal, they assumed. They didn't know if it was like an art project, some sort of experiment. They didn't know what it was. And so then when people went out to go like keep looking at it, it just disappeared overnight. And they didn't know, like it, it just said bye. Yeah, this is seeming um, extraordinarily Hank Green. Yeah, so um, Carl, what you doing, friend? He's like, leave me alone. I'm in the desert. I don't want to be found. Oh my god! As long as it's Carl and not Carl's brother. Carl's brother's been here. It's 2020. This is him. <laughs> it's true. Uh, 12 hours ago, I tweeted and said, "Brent is reading an absolutely remarkable thing," and he just said, "The president is a woman." In an excited voice. I love this song. He's so cute. I love that. That's precious. Is he it gonna is do exciting. barter tonight? Yeah. Oh yeah. Read his. I know you read one. I don't sure. No, I'm not sure if you read the other, but either way, he'll talk about the one if he didn't. Cool. Read the other. Uh, Ten hours ago, <laughs> I tweeted and I said, "Half of my timeline is nerd fighters talking about smart people things, and half is DNP stands doing this." And to be honest, I resonate more with the second option, <laughs> and it's Joe Lisa saying, "So Phil's armpit hair," and Kristen replying and said, "I'm listening." <laughs> That's everything. The worst part is that Kristen's name is Fur Dad Wants the Tail. Question mark. <laughs> it, there's so much. And it's not like that Jolisa's name is Jolisa. And then a forever home. Dan and Phil holding hands. And then uh, the Ferris wheel. Yep. And if you're a Dan and Phil person, you know what that means. It is, it's the funniest thing. <laughs> I hate it. I hate that I know what all of those mean. <laughs> I like that it was a house and I automatically said forever home. <laughs> I know. It's a forever home. It's a house emoji. Yeah, it's it's it feels forever. <laughs> oh man! Oh oh, we're in McDickles. We're in McDickles. I retweeted this earlier this week, and Haggai also shared it with hashtag McDickles. It says, "No thoughts, head empty, only goth chinchilla." And it's a chinchilla, and he's solid black, and he looks like the bunny rabbit that I used to have named Charlie, who was solid black. But it's a chinchilla, not a bunny rabbit. And I want a chinchilla so bad, and I know they smell really bad, and you have to like take care of the litter and the wood chips and all that stuff. But they're so freaking cute, and I really want one. Yeah, it's really cute, and I like, my favorite part is that it has kind of little naked ears a little bit, mm-hmm. but they just have little hairs, and you see all the little hairs sticking up. I like the little reverse eyeliner he's got going on, and the little hands, the little hands holding on. Yeah, it's beautiful. Ugh, I bet it's so soft. Oh, yeah. I bet it's a stinky little soft chili. I want it. Um, Mel's drew some amazing remulation art. Oh my gosh, yes, we're in the Remulation Review segment now. Yeah, it's so good. It's like a horror movie type looking poster, which, yeah. And it's an outline of a person who I'm assuming is Hank, but it could be any of those men that we, that are in the Remulation. And He's it, got glasses, so it's got to be Hank. Okay, true. And there's just the outline of Remy or Remy's evil twin. We don't know. That's the, we don't, that's, we haven't gotten that far into the plot, but he's on his head and he's holding his hair he's manipulating him it's so good it looks oh my gosh. so good remulation can be for simulation or manipulation yeah <gasps> it's amazing i'm gonna um it just okay so she included a um a review see. um just walked out from watching the remulation 2021 and i i gotta say it's one of the best movies of this year so far this is an inspiring tale of overcoming both your inner and outer demons <laughs> okay that was good and the special effects team did an awesome job with the simulation effects incredible wow thank you um 
10 out of 10 art. Thank you for the review. Yes. I don't know how to make this movie happen. If anyone's like an animator and like wants to figure out how to do this as like an animated thing, like we're going to figure this out. Yeah, please. Like not, not in any official way. I think Disney would sue us, but Hank and Remy versus Remy's evil twin and the rest of the people in the remulation. Yes. I tweeted a review to it to kick off the the reviews and i said the remulation 2021 is a story about friendship space travel preparedness and rodent dictatorship it'll make you cry for many reasons a lot of explanation <laughs> points as one character famously says rats don't care about your feelings oh my god i just got that <laughs> reference five stars incredible i love it hi guy said i just watched the remulation and it's so fucking good five out of five stars especially i liked the courage of casting a dog Gracie really brings life to the character of Remy. And of course it's Gracie. I've seen rumors going around of some state of some shady shit, but who else could it be? So good. <laughs> Nate wrote two reviews because, you know, he's extra. Nate. And one of them says, my personal favorite scene was the one in which Hank Green, played by John Green, yells, no, you're an electric car before <laughs> throwing Elon Musk out of the emergency exit. Excellent writing. 10 out of 10 movie. Wait, I haven't read that before now. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh man. Uh, he also gives his official review and says the Remulation 2021 is a meaningful story of triumph, hardship, and sadness brought to life perfectly. It brings the story we all know to the screen, transforming it with the genius direction of Emily Worst and great performances from the likes of John Green and more. The story we all know and love. But did we all know this story or was it just like the six of you it's that gonna listen be to this? it's gonna become famous in the next few months okay i believe in it we need to take this to tiktok we'll get some great ideas <laughs> i do have some tiktok power yeah come on use get, your tiktok cloud. i get fired from my job because i'm like i go out with a bang and i make a remulation tiktok on his account <laughs> it's gonna be like jason earl's tiktok style like remember like burlington coat factory and jason earl's tiktok where it was just like someone moving around images on top of a green screen yeah that's what it's gonna be and we're gonna be doing the voiceovers yes someone please make an animation like that so we can voice it over oh my god oh so <laughs> cecilia tagged us in a meme and it says oh i love paris at least how it's rep represented in the movie ratatouille and she says how will paris be represented in the remulation is this going to take place is the remulation going to take place in paris is it going to take like everyone we've cast all the main players are american except for remy so is this going to be like is one of the faults of it the fact that like america tries to take over other cultures and like tried to make it a french thing but had all these like nasty ideas behind it is that part of it or is this in paris um, I think that it's in New York, and the reason for that is because I like New York, and also <laughs> great reason, <laughs> ten out of ten, <laughs> and also because I think that Remy's evil twin lives in New York, and he is like the kind of rat that lives on the subway. Wait, and wait, like wait, 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 so wait, he's wait, like wait, demented. Wait, wait, wait. Have you seen the TikToks of the guy that dresses as a mouse and like plays all the pranks in the subway? Yes, that is Remy's evil twin. Wow, he's huge he is is the remy in our movie human size mm -mm. and he just sits on hank's shoulders like a full-grown person <laughs> and we I accidentally give chicken in a pool <laughs> john john gets crippling back pain from, <laughs> from being in this movie john already has crippling back pain from carrying this whole fandom <laughs> hank, i'm you're not listening buddy <laughs> <laughs> i'm kidding <laughs> 
Oh, Katie says, oh, God, I'm sorry. Scoopert was put in the remulation. <laughs> yeah, Katie, that one was you. Gee. Um, oh, okay. So we're moved on. Some of these are about the remulation. Um, we have one set of memes from Sarah. And then later on, we have a lot of memes from Nate. Nate really went but above and beyond. We'll include Nate- them all. Nate is extra. We've already talked about that in this episode. Um, he does the most. <laughs> and Sarah made some memes, and they're good. You can look at them. I'm not going to go into <laughs> exactly what they are, um, except for the one that really made me laugh was um, it's the hitting a button meme, and it says Peyton, and it's being able to know Catherine instead of Hank. <laughs> Our green queen. She is Green Queens coming 2022. Her second movie. It's a sequel. Wait, <laughs> no. Oh my god. Wait, the Green Queens have to come in and like save the world after the because the men can't do it and the and the evil twin does take over. Yes, and the <gasps> men are just incapable. Hank and Remy are killed off in the movie. <gasps> you just killed your boss. You're out of a job. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it has to be that way. It do be like that. And then Catherine swoops in and saves everyone. Mm-hmm. Queen. Okay. Wow, I'm so glad that we have a whole sequel going. <laughs> we do. Um, oh, we've got our patron tweets. We should take a minute and shout out our patrons. Yeah. So thank you once again to everyone that supports us on Patreon. We really appreciate y'all. Nate, Bill, Last Comment Margaret, um, Rachel Kelly Artemis. Thank you guys all so much for your support once again. Um, I still haven't figured out why you decided we're worth your money, but we'll keep taking it. <laughs> Um, but we have some tweets from our professor tier. Um, so Artemis uh, tweeted and said, why send your friends normal DMs when you can send puns instead? Which, why send anyone normal DMs? Have we ever had a normal DM? No. Okay, cool. Ours aren't puns. Ours are um, usually upset rantings. I feel like there's a conversation that we had recently. I'm going to go, I'm going to look in our DMs real quick and I'm going to find the highlight and I'm going to read it. Oh, tragic. Nothing. I'll go ahead and I'll keep on with some of the tweets. Um, Rachel tweeted, it was um, a quote tweet and it's, if you spell your name backwards, put an umlaut over one of the vowels and that's your Ikea product name. Is that how you say it? Umlaut? I thought so. How do you say it? I don't think I've ever said it. (laughs) Oh, it's it's a double dot. I think it's an umlaut, but who knows? Double dot. The double dot. And it's L-E-H-C-A-R is Rachel backwards. And it does look like an Ikea name. I feel like it would be like a colorful chair. I can see it. What's yours? Um, Not Yap. Where would the umlaut go? I think it would go on the O. Yes. It would go on the O. And I feel like it would be um, like a kitchen cabinet style. Mine is Y-Lime, as in Y-Lime fake that baby. Um, <laughs> only a certain percentage of people will understand that. And that's okay. We're going to leave it at that. But it has to be like a baby doll crib. Yes. For a doll. It has to be. Yes. And it's decorated with lemons. It's like painted with lemons. Yes. Perfect. I found a meme that we should have included that was in our DMs. And it just says Utah monolith. And it's the Jane Lynch meme. And it says, I am going. (laughs) I am going. Um, Oh, Nate. We. Okay. We didn't really put one of our. One of your tweets. Because we included three of your tweets that are full of photos that you made yeah so wait is that three okay yeah that's three and one is sarah's again i don't know how that got down there sarah we're doing yours right now there's more there's so many memes you have to look at the show notes for this one there's so many pick your favorite because i think mine is the car swerve well i have two one is the bernie bernie sanders meme and it says emily once a week on twitter and it says i'm once again asking sophia how to do math 
which is very accurate. <laughs> and then also in that same tweet, um, it's the car swerving off the highway and the straight ahead says talking about the tweets. And then the right arrow says childhood trauma and it's Emma Payton swerving towards childhood <laughs> trauma. I think my favorite is it's the like the brain scan memes and it gets progressively like mega mind. Oh, yeah. It says Ratatouille the dish, then Ratatouille the Pixar movie. Then Ratatouille, the TikTok musical, and then the Remulation. That's a good one, too. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Emily ranting about Republican politicians on Twitter be like, in conclusion, get fucked. Accurate. <laughs> oh, we have Gabriel's Gabriel's Nerf Criteria bird fan art. <laughs> yes, so many birds, so little space on the photo. Honk is standing on Quack's glasses. Um, gobble, rest in peace. It's in the right-hand side. And Bobble had such a short-lived career on Twitter. I really hate that he joined Twitter like the day before Thanksgiving. That's such unfortunate timing. But it really makes sense because that's when you need an emotional support if you're a turkey. So this is true. Probably looking for community. Dang, that's so tragic. Tra- a tragic life lost from the bird, bird fighteria. Bird fighteria! Oh my god! I need to tweet that later. Honky quack, where you been? You said that yet? No, they're not smart enough for that. They're so funny. I genuinely don't even know who they are, and I'm like insulting them. I'm sorry. Um, oh my gosh. Last but certainly, certainly not, not least, least, Gabriel and the teeth earrings. We just included this for the vibes. <laughs> the vibes. That's exactly what it is. Thanks everyone for listening. Send us what your TED talk would be about. Yeah. Give us yeah. your own. If you had to give a TED talk, what would it be about? <laughs> yeah hashtag mcbicklez um also follow us on twitter we're at retweet this pod um if you want to check us out on patreon we're at or patreon.com slash retweet this apparently last week i said delete this so r.i.p delete this sorry we're we letting you. you down so much okay peace out girl scouts boy scouts or human scouts i was about to say peace out chicken sprout but that's not even a thing <laughs> peace out chicken sprouts peace bye. out brussels sprouts bye Welcome to Barter, Brent's An Absolutely Remarkable Thing Review. Applause, applause, applause. That was an excellent book, Rod. Thank you. Okay, so we read chapters seven, eight, and nine last week. And I said I'd plan on two chapters for this week. And I did chapter 10 and chapter 11. And uh, both these chapters were pretty straightforward. Like Like a lot happened, but like not a lot in terms of variety happened. Chapter 10, April uh, got a call from Madam President. So she got to talk to the president. Imagine if he'd had to write Trump into his book. Oh. <laughs> I re- uh, when I came across uh, President, I think that it said she, and I turned to Peyton and I said, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> so she got off a call uh, with the president and essentially the president just asked her a couple questions uh, if she knew anything more and then kind of scolded her for not confiding in the government about what she knew. Chapter 11, she uh, did a bunch of interviews. So she had an earpiece in and just answered questions and such. And there was a guy that came on one of the interviews with her named Peter Petrowicki. Pause because last night I called him Peter Pettigrew. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, From my initial reactions, might as well be. I don't like him so far. And I hope he's not in this book a lot because... (laughs) Um, don't read the sequel oh no but yeah so 
Peter was introduced, and she um, essentially she's going to start just fighting with this guy. Is my take? She's going to start trying to turn everything against him and like have her own political battle with this guy based over the Carl's stance and their possibilities on what they're doing. Okay, I have a question. Okay. Did you see the news out of Utah this week? Yes, I was, I think I was at work and I saw it and I text Peyton and I said, oh my gosh, uh, Google Utah right now. (laughs) And she said, I don't remember what she said, but she, you know, had some kind of excitement about it. And then I said, get on Wikipedia. (laughs) (laughs) Start looking. That's when I sent, I text Hank and I was like, look up the Utah monolith use it to promote the book and he just replied thanks (laughs) (laughs) i didn't know you told him to do that that's funny but apparently they moved that one uh to where i don't know did you tell me it It disappeared i don't know what happened oh exactly more complex than hank's book hank imagine monoliths complexly you just wait (laughs) a little bit in the book imagine monoliths complexly Oh yeah, uh, another thing is um, they did confirm that the Carls are like hovering. Uh, oh yeah. They destroyed like the sidewalk under one and it just like hovered where it was. I'm you, excited. What are you rating your interest in the book so far out of 10? Eight. Eight out of 10. Oh cool, that's a good. That's yeah. a good rating. Especially that you're not like I'm not a book super reader. far into the series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Hank, new series. Let's go. Chop, chop. Yeah, hurry up. We'll write it for you. It's called The Remulation. Well, in the meantime, chapter 12 and 13 will be next week. Cool. I like it. This has been Brent's Absolutely Remarkable Thing Review. I appreciate you listening. We'll see you next week.